tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's you just blew my mind. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I'm, who I am. You know what I'm here to do. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, today is somewhat of an emergency podcast. Uh, it is the blessings of how the universe works out. I had two guests that were supposed to do Sunday and then Monday, and they both uh, canceled on me. But luckily, I got hit up by uh, an author who wanted to come on and talk about some amazing stuff. So today we're going to get into a little fifth dimension stuff, which is kind of interesting because that's been trending on Twitter. And apparently there's a band called the fifth dimension, but either way, I thought that was a little God struck right there. A little God shop. Uh, guys, if you are in Washington, I, Eddie Bravo and my good friend, Xavier Guerrero will be live at the Tacoma and, um, Spokane Comedy Clubs. That's right. Uh, we will be live at the Spokane Comedy Club July 17th. Uh, that's a 10 p.m. show. Go to SpokaneComedyClub.com. And then the next day, we're at the Tacoma Comedy Club. For I really enjoy these shows, by the way. The 420 shows, uh, I really enjoy them. They're very, uh, you, you think, oh, who wants to see comedy during the day? But they're great, man. And uh, I enjoy them. So that will be at the, you can buy your tickets at the Tacoma Comedy Club dot com we have dallas dates coming up we have houston dates coming up we have alaskan dates coming up and we're working on getting back to chicago so stay tuned all those dates can always be found at sam found at sam com. now if you want some of these t-shirts such as why such a sheep and all that please go to tinfoilhattshirts.com and uh, all of our t-shirts are there bandanas whatever you want all there it's a great way to support the show the uh, Tim Fall Hat Patreon is on fire daily doses every day. Uh, I, you know, I can't turn on ESPN. I can't turn on the news without getting just hit with the, this kind of psyop that they're pushing on us right now. So I decided to do daily uh, half an hour shows to give you your kind of fix, a counter to what's being trying to shove down your throat. Just go to Tim Fall Hat t-shirts. I mean, excuse me, go to patreon.com backslash tinfoil hat and you will in fact be able to get your daily doses there and then my new uh podcast which is called zero it will be available on rockfin so you just gotta go to rockfin.com backslash zero and you'll do it and that'll be uh my spiritual podcast which our guest here today is going to be one of our first guests but uh you know she sent me an email des describing what she's into and what she could talk about and uh before the show she said she could break me down. So I'm super excited to have her on. Please welcome. Oh, real quick, Johnny. Thank you for coming. Uh, good to see you again. Uh, Broken Simulation is on its way. Well, I mean, we just put out an episode uh, three days ago. So, Perfect. yeah, four days ago. Yeah. We, we recorded another one. Again, super excited about having our guest on. Uh, she's a Buddhist author. Please welcome Vaughn Galt. How are you, Vaughn? Good to see you. 
I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on your show. And thank you for the, the archangels and masters for clearing your calendar and sliding me thin. I love <laughs> it, it very all the time. much. <laughs> uh, Buddhism is such an interesting religion. We hear a lot about it, but I don't know how many people actually study what it is, uh, what its beliefs are. You know, I think we just all believe there's a bunch of monks out there that know Kung Fu and can steal a pebble from your hand. And uh, what are they really about? Uh, tell us a little bit real quick about you, your, your books, and, and just, just a, a general understanding of who Von Galt is. Sure, sure. So, um, you know, there's nothing magical about me. I'm actually a normal, very normal working mom. I work in the IT profession. And um, I have two young children and a wonderful husband. And on the side, one of the things that I love to do is I love to write books. It's actually my meditation. And I like to write books on things that are interesting to me. And metaphysics is something that's always interesting to me because um, of my upbringing. I was raised as a Tibetan Buddhist, so I'm very familiar with the um, metaphysics and studying consciousness uh, through that tradition. And, um, you know, growing up, it's just an, a normal part of just my everyday. Um, however, about 20 years ago, um, I follow many prominent monks just to see um, and learn new information. 20 years ago, the Dalai Lama, as well as many other prominent monks, uh, started to collaborate with academia in the West and around the world. And what they were interested in knowing is they were interested in putting to, against science, to science, um, more more information about mindfulness and its benefits, about consciousness, about um, just kind of our current reality, and just to find out, is the stuff that Buddhism has been talking about for over 2,500 years and beyond, all the way back to the Vedas of Hinduism, um, which it's an offshoot of, but is the content that we talk about and study, would it match up to the science that we have today and um much of it does and um which is wonderful and so in doing 20 years of research in mindfulness consciousness um and this this whole grand experiment that we're in in this holographic reality um it made way to birth a book which is published, which is, uh, I wrote two Buddhism books. Um, and one is Buddhist Guide to Manifest Parallel Realities oh, using the, so, the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path in the Age of Consciousness. And that book is a ba very basic framework for the basic concepts that the first Buddha, Siddhartha um, Gautama, had founded through his practice. And by using the Four Noble Truths and Eightfold Path in um, that book, you will change your frequency in your life to match the parallel reality that is in line with what you are supposed to experience. 
So you have to do a little bit of fo footwork. So that's that book. And then I just recently published another book, and this is after 20 years of research. Um, and this book is um, Buddhist Mandalas Explore Parallel Realities with Sacred Geometry. And the fascinating thing about that book is um, over the course of 20 years, I had my normal life. I'm, you know, single girl, working, going to college, all these other things, um, looking for cute boys to meet. You know, this is the normal, the normal um, American gal. But the interesting thing is I've always been fascinated with sacred geometry and the art history. What is um, sacred geometry, Sacred geometry, way? yeah, and the art history in Buddhist mandalas. And so over the course of 20 years of researching all the scientific um, material coming through the collaboration between Buddhist monks and um, science, it actually gave me all the research to prove that all sacred geometry in many of the world's religions all talk about the same thing that has been depicted in Buddhist mandalas artwork that we've seen over the ages. What and, is, okay, sorry, go on. Yeah, and just really quick about that book. That book is, when you read it, it's all scientific um, to explain that, but studying sacred geometry is a tool that can help you rewire your consciousness so that you can be of the frequency that aligns to a higher dimension. And this kind of goes into the topic for today. Okay, I love all this. This is so interesting. What is sacred geometry? Yeah, so um, sacred geometry is a a word for your Merkaba. Okay, and what a Merkaba is, and you're probably familiar with the term Merkaba or Merkaba um, because it's from the, the Kabbalah books in Judaism. Um, but basically. It is sacred geometry, and sacred geometry is people. Every single person, every sentient being is energy. Because um, in the Buddhist perspective, none of this is really real. Um, it's we're all, it's a ho all a holographic um, portrayal that we are, are playing in, we're playing in this big game. And what really is real is energy. So we are all energy. And every single person has a unique energy signature. Okay. And you can actually find this out in science through semantics research, where you will speak and your voice put into a cymoscope in sound research will show a unique um, mandala that is unique to you. It is your um, your energetic DNA. And everybody has a unique one. Um, and so for Buddhists, the path of awakening and raising and ascending up the levels of consciousness perfects your Merkaba. And that Merkaba, that consciousness, is the pathway to different parallel realities and dimensions. And that is where higher beings reside and communicate with you through. It's so interesting, man. That is so interesting. So, so some of our most ancient, ancient philosophies and religion, pretty much before even the term sci-fi even even existed is pretty much 
talking about stuff that we hear all the time in our sci-fi movies, which is multiple dimensions, different realities. I just tell people, it's like, you know, I know this is a conspiracy podcast and that may not necessarily be what you are, are particularly into, but I always say the world is so much more interesting than anybody would ever really understand if all you do is sit down and you just watch the news and get your information from the mainstream media. Uh, I've always said this as well, that I believe that the laws of physics were created to keep us boxed into a certain reality and that if something doesn't fall into that reality, it gets dismissed. But there are things that almost become unexplainable that are truly part of our world and our universe and our and our existence and the notion of like higher planes and multiple dimensions and and different realities is is so uh, astonishing to me and it it's just it makes me think there's you know it's I know you know Carl Sagan once said that talked about the pale blue dot and this little dot that all these warlords are fighting over but the notion that these people are fighting over this reality when there's so many more realities and so much, such higher planes of existence to get to and the fight over this little existence and to bring so much pain and suffering to everybody is just mind blowing to me. Uh, what are the different realities? What are the different, what, what is Buddhist's understanding of the fifth dimension? Okay. So, you know, and, and with due respect with the different conspiracy theories and all of that, because I do enjoy my good conspiracy theories. I, I do love the all cabal good. stuff and I love the reptilians oh. and all this. Other. Entertaining, just very entertaining. Sometimes I, I switch off and go into that just for my own just amusement. Um, but in, in the grand scheme of it, it, they're all just games. And we're just children playing game in a holographic reality. And sometimes when you're playing a game that you're really interested in, you, you forget that you're in the game. It's like we're playing this virtual reality game. And we got so caught up in our roles and the story that we play that we forgot the greater truth, which is that we're all souls choosing to have this experience for our own spiritual growth and for our own entertainment as well. And so every, in Buddhism, everybody incarnates into a lifetime. We all chose to be humans at this time during Earth's ascension to the fifth dimensional parallel reality. Okay. But when you come into Earth, you don't have memory of all your other past experiences before this incarnation so that you can focus on this one. It's kind of like, it wouldn't be a test if you knew the answers. Okay. So everybody is born into their roles. And one of the first things that Buddhists try to do is have their awakening. And, um, an awakening is, is very simple. An awakening is someone who realizes that they exist in a holographic reality that is responding to the commands of its user. It's like a virtual video game. Okay? So I'm so, an avatar? Yes. Yes. So everyone oh, is playing because, because, like I said earlier, everybody is a Merkaba. 
They're all energy. So if you're energy, you don't really have a physical anything. Okay, this is, that's why it's, it's the holographic reality of the consciousness. Okay, so your awakenings. When somebody has their awakening, they realize that um, their user in a holographic reality that is responding to their, the commands of their consciousness, then what they can do is they can work on ascending up the levels of consciousness all the way up to Buddhahood, which is um, when you basically overcome the game. Um, you go back to the void, the zero point, and you go back to be reabsorbed with the consciousness of the, of the Lord. So that's a whole different topic. But in terms of your ascension, basically it, you're raising your energetic frequency, like your Merkaba, um, living the best version of you. And uh, by living the best version of you, you positively affect yourself and those around you. Yes. Okay. And the parallel reality has no choice but to match you. It just, you just shift. That's why they call it. It's the, you don't travel anywhere. It's, it's the shift. It just happens in a split. All of a sudden, it's a Mandela effect residue. Holy shit. So, so. Am I living in the parallel universe? Is there a parallel universe of me? Or if my, I have my shift, it affects uh, another universe or another reality? Or, or, or what does that do? Right. So we get into the topic of parallel realities. And in terms of like Buddhist artwork, and you see this in Hindu artwork as well, where they will have um, the image of the avatar and then they'll have multiple versions of avatars. You know, it kind of split off into the ethers. And that is their 3D art in ancient times of trying to explain this complex subject of how consciousness changes your physical reality. Oh, my God. Okay. So let me tell you, you know you've had physical reality ch changes. You know the, the, the fun stuff, Berenstein, Berenstein Bears. Do you remember Jane Goodall had passed away many years ago? Yeah. She's alive now. What? Parallel people. So you're talking about when they're, when they're talking about CERN ripping a fabric, that's not true. It's just our energies affect this reality? I, you know, I had done some studies in CERN and that could possibly be true for maybe some realities, but not all realities. It is consciousness that is doing it. It is the conscious, let me explain what consciousness is. So the Buddhist understanding of consciousness, and this has also been proven in science in my, my Buddhist mandalas book. There is really only one person here. It is the universal one mind is what Buddhists call. All Buddhist monks call it the universal one mind. You can call it God. You can call it the Oversoul. You can call it the universe. You, it doesn't really matter what you call this consciousness. But it is this one stream of consciousness that decided to split off into multiple facets of itself in order to experience itself firsthand through its own creations. Now, 
it will not make any decisions or uh, dictate what its creations do because there will be no fun if it never learns and grows on its own. So it just watches. Oh my God. Proven this in science as well that um, that goes to everyone um, and every single thing is all connected. So like when you hurt, they, they did this in Buddha's brain, um, in the book Buddha's brain, um, Rick Hansen, Dr. Rick Hansen had uh, summarized a lot of this, this mindfulness research for that book. And what they found in, in studying meditation is that when somebody who's hooked up on a brain scan machine is hurting somebody else um that other person feels the pain as if you're hurting them so they're aging and suffering at the same time that somebody else that's why you can't sometimes you can't watch somebody else be um hurt because it hurts you and it really does that's why, that's why you're connected. You're all connected. Uh, real quick, would you say that applies to, to media? Like, should we be careful about what we consume for, for that reason? Uh, you know, like, should we be careful not to watch violent imagery because that affects us in that way? Yes. People who watch, people who watch lots of violent stuff, a lot of negativity age faster and get sick more often. So interesting. I think you're making me, you're converting me to Buddhism. There's nothing to convert. Buddhism is actually not a religion. It's a philosophy for life. So, um, but, you know, the, the Four Noble Truths, Eightfold Path is actually very logical. What? Can you explain to me what the Four Noble Truths are? Yes. So the Four Noble Truths um, was, is the foundation of Buddhism. Okay, there's a lot of other literature and philosophies that have been added on to Buddhism and to the canon. And a lot of the modern science is also added to the canon as well to kind of further substantiate and clarify some of the ancient understandings about our metaphysical universe. But Siddhartha Gautama, the founder of Buddhism, he's actually a prince from an Aryan Hindu Indian family. And he split off and started this offshoot of Buddhism. And it's based off these four noble truths and eightfold path. And basically what he found, and you could do this yourself, um, is that and through applying these principles to the issues that are holding down your energy from reaching higher levels of consciousness and perfecting that Merkaba, um, by removing these abundance blocks, you will radiate at a higher frequency. So what it, so what hold it on, real quick, because you cut out again, but if we apply, what did Buddha say to apply? Cause that was the one part that you cut out on okay. when you said, uh, he, he, these four noble truths, if you apply this to your own life, you could find out you, what was that that you want us to apply? Right. Right. Um, so it's the basic fun- fundamentals of Buddhism, which the founder discovered, which is the Four Noble Truths and Eightfold Paths. And it's a simple tool that anybody can use in any tradition. It's a nice add-on. And basically, it's this. 
The Four Noble Truths is one, life is suffering. Okay, if you're living, you're going to suffer, you're going to age, you're going to feel oh some pain. Okay, it's a meat pack. It just, you can't get away from it. Okay, if you, <laughs> all right, so that's the first noble truth. Life is suffering. Um, you could suffer less though. Number two, <laughs> number two, attachment causes suffering. Okay, and people are attached to not just physical things that cause them suffering. They can be attached to the concept or an idea of something. They can be attached to what was and is not here anymore. They can be attached to a dream that is not realistic. There's a lot of different ways that people get attached. And because it doesn't fit in that box, it causes their suffering. So that's number two. Um, noble truth number three is that insights remove suffering. So you will suffer less if you knew a little bit more background to how it came about. And then you get some understanding. So insights remove suffering. And then the fourth and last noble truth is that living the eightfold path ends suffering. Okay. And what is that path? The eightfold path is very logical, nothing religious about it. Um, the first path is correct thought. Are you thinking correctly about the problem that you're suffering with? All right. Are you seeing clearly? The next one is correct speech. Are you speaking about it appropriately? Okay. Um, the next, the third one is correct action. Are you acting in a manner that is supporting that suffering or um, addressing it so that it no longer is an issue. Um, the next one is correct livelihood. Are you living in a way that supports the suffering? I need to hear all this, man. It is so, and even, even if the, the internet is choppy, it's so like everything just starts to make uh, so much sense. And it's just like, I just take a look at the world right now and just you know, it's like, you know, everybody wants to get rid of like, you know, this is a very idealistic thought. And it's, it sounds like it should be like, we want to get rid of racism, right? We want to get rid of racism. And I'm like, that's great. I, I, I agree with you. But the notion that you're going to get everybody to agree on anything is just going to, it's just, it's, and then it's what we're talking about. Like, you know. Are, there's going to be suffrage. You're going to suffer. And like the key isn't to like wallow in it. The key is to learn from it and grow from it and take that. So it's like, you know, like everything, you know, man, it's so interesting, dude. It's like, it's like, you know, the, my view of the world before I started this podcast versus like now, and even before I just started having a conversation with you, my view of the world was different, you know? and. I, it's just to me it's just like we we are teaching all the wrong things and we're setting people up to just live in misery and in, in in reality is it's like so much of what you're talking about is like suffering is part of life life will be suffering you will will suffer and the key is to learn from suffering but are you doing things to learn from suffering change up the suffering uh owning your suffering like that to me is like every, and you know, it's so interesting because, you know, I'm in recovery and I deal with recovery and I struggle with recovery, you know, a lot. And, 
you know, but everything I learned in recovery is the exact opposite of everything that I learned in political correctness and political correctness is like, you know, uh, you know, these are the good people. These are the bad people. These are the good words. These are the bad words. And, uh, you know, and just this, no, and just like these people are holding me down and these people are causing my problems. And these people are the reason why I can't be happy. And these are the reason why I can't, I can't live my dreams, man. And it's just like, just this little conversation I've had with you is just like really open to my mind that this is just like the, the, the wrong way to live your life. Getting caught up in your story. Yes. Yes. So, yes. And then, and, 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 you know, aside from correct livelihood, you know, there's also correct understanding. Like you're not getting a full understanding of why things are. If you got a full understanding of why things are, maybe you would suffer less. Um, the, the next one is the sixth one is correct effort. Are you making the correct effort towards working towards the things that you want to experience? It's not just going to happen. You have to make the effort, which goes into the next um, eightfold path, which is the seventh, which is the correct concentration. When you're in those opportunities to manifest the next best experience that you want to experience, are you in the game? Are you concentrating in the things that you're doing so that you do a good job? And then the very last one is correct mindfulness. Are you mindful of these things? Are you mindful of the story that you're playing into? So that's the, that's the Four Noble Truths and Eightfold Paths. I actually go into it in very deep detail with real-life examples that are very, very common um, in my book, Buddhist Guide to Manifest Parallel Realities. I'm going to be reading all your stuff. Now, Sure. not only have you blown my mind with just this stuff and to the point, like, and I cannot wait to interview you on uh, Zero. Uh, on rock we can go beyond the zero point and go to infinite love yeah man i'm all about that action but now i want to get into something that you know when we do the reason i want to start a spiritual podcast because sometimes on this on this particular podcast if you get away from conspiracies they, I, I get it. They come to tinfoil hat to hear the conspiracies i get it and i have no problems with it. i'm very thankful that everybody listens to it you know, I always want to, you know, I'm so thankful to the listeners. They're called the swarm. I'm so thankful for them. I, I always want to give to them, you know, anything that can help them change their life and go, you know, and change the direction of their life. And that's a lot of stuff that you've been talking about so far. Uh, but now I see, I want to get into something called star seeds. What are your thoughts on what is star seeds? Um, and what do you think, what does it represent? Okay. So this, th this is just an, a new word for a very old concept. Actually, Yeshua was a star seed. Um, but basically. Yeshua? Who's Yeshua? He's what you would call Jesus. What? Now we're in it. That's what daddy. <laughs> That's what you come for. This is the <laughs> second time we've talked about it. Alien stars. Uh, Jesus is an alien. Is that what you're saying? There really are no aliens. It's okay, just souls. What, and they he's an alien soul. They just had dis different incarnations in different planet systems, universes, multiverses, dimensions. 
we gotta, you know, you're thinking in three day, three D reality, my love. You, if you go further into Buddhism, there's levels up, and there's parallel levels out. Are there levels down? Because there's what? So oh above, yeah, so yeah. Lower consciousness, lower consciousness, just finding new ways to beat and bruise and kill each other. Oh and some people like that, and that's what, and you know, you know. There's different games in the universe. Some people like different things. I don't like all that. I like the higher stuff. I want to be, I want to have my, my mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, so no, so we're not, so when we say Jesus is a star seed, he is an, uh, I don't, I, it, are we saying alien? Are we saying, um, uh, 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 interdimensional traveler? What are, what are we talking? Okay, so let me explain. Let me, you know, let me just explain it a little bit more. So, because you know, once you understand everything, it's, 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 it all makes sense. You're like, oh, that makes sense. So basically, um, in Buddhism, we have this belief in the golden age of humanity. Okay, um, and the golden age of humanity humanity is um, a age where we kind of move, we kind of grow up. And we go into our galactic age where we finally have the consciousness to be able to communicate with beings of different dimensions, um, different universes, um, different parallel realities. Okay, so all these concepts that change your, um, your everyday, your, how consciousness changes reality and puts you into a frequency that manifests a parallel reality, those are just basics to get you to the point that you can open up to a bigger, um, a bigger world. Okay. Um, and we have been waiting a very long time to get to that consciousness. So basically what is the golden age of humanity? So between 10, 2010 to 2012 and Buddhism was one of the very last traditions to complete their awakening ceremonies worldwide. And, but there were plenty of other indigenous traditions worldwide that were doing their awakening ceremonies um the the chiefs of the easter of um the easter islands um chiefs of different native american tribes chiefs of the mayans um and of course buddhism and um we had held this for a very long time waiting to close out the cycle of polarity and and we closed it out around the end of 2012 so it was not Armageddon. It was just the close of a cycle of polarity, of seeing separatism, seeing um, differences. And what it did was it, was it just kind of signaled the welcoming of a new energy to the world, which is the energy of unity consciousness. And unity consciousness is a fifth dimensional energy. So um, it's kind of like if you're, in a boat in the water and you're doing what you normally do and the wind changes and picks up and you're doing the same thing, expecting a the same result and it's not happening. You're getting frustrated. Well, maybe you need to realize that the energy has changed, put your sails up and then change the way in which you sail so that you can have a better experience. And that's what we did is the energy of this planet has changed to a higher dimension and is doing it in small bits. It's doing it small bits. So what the, the Buddhist and many indigenous cultures around the world did is they closed out the cycle and they just waited for earth to, um, 
to do her thing. Nobody knew exactly what was going to happen. They didn't know what this golden age of humanity that we've been waiting for is going to look like, how it's going to play out. Nobody knew. But what ended up happening is because like, I have been studying 20 years of scientific research in this area. Is um, We know that the Earth's energy has changed through Schumann resonance. And what the Schumann resonance is, it's actually um, it's a scientific project since 1999. Um, HeartMath Institute and then the astronaut Dr. Edgar Mitchell, who started the Institute of Noetic Sciences, um, they worked with Princeton University to put like 70 or more random number generators all over the world. And they function like a seismology um, machine. So they kind of measure the energy. And basically when the, the energy of the earth changes and she has her spikes, um, the heartbeat of the earth is typically 7.83 hertz, okay? Um, and the reason why when she has her spikes, when an upcoming like natural disaster or tsunami or some kind of big upheaval going on that's affecting the hearts of all the people in the area, when she has her spikes, it like it it sends out this magnetic field and it affects all the animals. And so, you know, people go restless, their back hurts, they can't sleep, you know, they're having all these weird because um, you know, like animals who know when a natural disaster is going to happen they all squirrel in the wild and start trying to find shelter because they can feel the energy is changing yes. and that's what um the schumann resonance and and the heart math institute of the global consciousness project has been doing since 1999 is measure these peaks and whenever they measure these peaks in the earth's um magnetics what they found is um a natural disaster what happened within hours of it um some big impending thing will happen um like it measured 9-11 four hours before it happened oh um, my god and and actually like a lot of people who are really in touch with nature like myself i um had images of 9-11 two days before so just like an animal i was already sensing something's going to happen so it it, it measured 9-11 hurricane katrina i mean all these different things around the world wherever that random number generator in the world is located at it's, it's measuring the energy so um the energy of the earth and then people your heart energy is like five thousand times stronger than your your brain energy so when you have all these people in the area feeling this this great emotion over something, the earth is going to feel that as well. She's going to react to it as well. So is it's the earth kind alive? Of is the earth alive? The earth is alive. And that's how we know that the earth is alive because she's responding to things as well. So um, the, the point that I make with, with why we use the Schumann resonance as our indicator that something's happening with the earth is because um, it's, it's kind of like the analogy of TV. Okay. Because we're talking consciousness. When you're looking at an old TV, it's maybe 24 frames per second, 24 Hertz per second. Okay. It's a slow moving frame. You can see the pictures change. Okay. Cause it's slow, but when you upgrade to a 
brand new TV that has faster resolution, the frames switch faster, you're going to get a resolution quality um, of maybe 60 to 100 hertz per second. So the picture quality is going to change so much faster that you're not going to notice the differences. And so how that translates to um, the Schumann resonance and the heartbeat of the earth skipping and making these big leaps is she used to be 7.83 for a very long time. And then she's having these, you know, spikes that go up to 14 hertz and like 9-11 and people were like, wow, she's really going there. She's going to 14 hertz. Um, and then they went to, she went to 20 and then she went to 30 and people were just going, wow, she's never done anything for millions of years. And now all of a sudden she's changing her frequency. This is amazing. Yeah. Well, um, those were great when we didn't have those numbers, but now instead of doing baby steps, she is switching and spiking up into leaps. She's going 50, 60, 100, 160 hertz leaps. And what happens when she takes the leaps is it's affecting us like animals. So, um, so these giant leaps you're saying because you cut off, is a, the, the Earth's energy is affecting us. Yes. We're connected. We're all one. There's that unified energy that is in every sentient being. Everything that is alive has the same universal one mind in it, including the earth. Okay. And what happens is just like when you have a, um, a slower TV that has a, 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 a slow resolution, a lower hertz as compared to a newer TV, when she has these big jumps, she is raising her energy so much that the picture quality is changing so fast. And so if you are working on your awakening and ascension, you typically would see the changes, but now it's happening so much faster that you can't see those warps ins and outs. You just, all of a sudden, you just notice something different in your reality where your neighbor's dog's a different color. Oh your, my God, that's Your so house... Deep. Yeah, your house, all of a sudden, what you finished working on is no longer there. Those, the shrubbery on your neighbor's yard that used to be barren is now full. And you're like, why does, so why, how is that possible? And you're like, well, because your consciousness has changed. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So, yes. And, they've, and, and they've, I have this in my book, um, Buddhist Mandalas. But basically, they have shown in scientific research through study, studying light frequencies that they can take the sound, um, the light sound of like a salamander embryo and shine that laser with that DNA code, um, the light DNA code into a chicken egg. And the chicken egg will birth a salamander. What? So what that tells us is that when you change the frequency and the energy, you also affect the DNA. So we are all getting affected and we're all getting upgraded. Now, here's the thing that's different. Here's okay. the thing. Here's the caveat with the energies of the fifth dimension that we have been waiting to bring us further in to the fifth dimension is that it works like a amplifier, like a catalyst. There's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong way to explore parallel realities, but whatever you are, it's going to bring that up. 
you know, just kind of like it's going in and taking all the gunk from the bottom of the sea and bringing it all up. Okay. So if you, so if you are a negative person, it's going to bring up all your, your negative skeletons in the closet. For 100%. You I, I believe all of this. It's like, there is no reality. There's only perception and what you choose to perceive becomes your reality, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a thousand things going on. Like this interview, we'll have some choppy moments and I could be all upset that this we're having these choppy moments in this internet or I could be like, focus on like when you are rocking for big chunks, it's such an amazing thing to be hearing. And yeah. I can focus on that, right? Instead yeah. of being like, oh, there's these moments and blah, you know, it's like through editing, we're going to clean it up the best we can. And I know people are going to love it. Focus on the positive of that and, and the positive vibrations instead of focusing on the negative vibrations. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because yeah. I bring this up all the time that, you know, I had a cousin who almost got murdered and, uh, you know, she's really down in the dumps. And she just had nobody around her to tell her all the things that you're saying right now. And like how, like, there's so many people out there that I just, if they just understood that, like, there's no reality, there's only perception. And if you change your perception, you can change your life. I always say people, you can, your life can be 180 in one year. If you just change the way you, going back to the the list of rules you've said, if you just change the way you operate and you engage in the energy you put out is 100% true. It's unbelievable. It's like you've really crystallized a lot of stuff that we've been talking about on the show and some of the episodes where I know that, you know, we're, you know, we're talking aliens here, so everyone's okay. But like, there's a lot of discussion about like just changing your life. And like, you've really solidified a lot of that, man. I really appreciate it. It's a framework. It's a framework. So awakening and ascension. We're still kind of going through the awakening and ascension. But basically, whenever Earth has her spikes, it's going to bring up all of what you are. You've already dealt with all those repressed issues. Then there's nothing to bring up. And so all it's going to do is bring up what you are, which is positive and optimistic. And so if you're artistic, it's going to make you even more artistic. It's going to make you even more creative. It's going to make opportunities come to you even more because that's what you are. It's an amplifier. Okay. And when they Mother um, Nature's energy is an amplifier. Exactly. It's an amplifier. And so um when they did studies in the Schumann resonance and they looked at the spikes in history, what they found is whenever she does her spikes and she raises her magnetic energy um you found major wars were happening at the same time you found renaissance was happening is so that kind of what's going on right now that's exactly what's going on it's amplifying what you are so it's giving you an opportunity in what buddhism they call um it's the purification Okay, it's the burn through fire. <laughs> okay, however you want to term it, it's your opportunity to clear out all that negative gunk and repress issues you've been dealing with and holding down your whole life. It's bringing it all up your skeletons in your closet, all your bad deeds, all your unresolved issues, all your issues with, with certain people. It's bringing it all up. That's why it's all coming up. Um, so you got to work on it because it's 
if you don't work on it, it's going to keep you in a lower frequency. But if you do work on those repressed issues, you're going to remove that abundance block in your energy. And so then you're going to be what you naturally are, which is a higher frequency being. Um, so, real quick, I just want to ask something. When you work on your, 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 your negative, do you think that these, these powers that be are trying to hold on to the old ways? And they're, they're, they they're, don't have any power. No one has any power over your consciousness. Yeah, man, I keep telling people that, man. You have just far this meditation research when they studied Buddha's brain and they studied all these different monks and nuns meditating that they get into this energy frequency called gamma wave. And gamma wave is like 120 hertz or higher. Remember when I was talking about the Schumann resonance and Earth's heartbeat going at much higher hertz, much higher um, peaks, and the picture quality changing so much faster that you can't really see the difference in your reality except for residue from your own personal Mandela effects? Well, people who are high consciousness and send out and you do this with meditation. That's why they meditate a lot. Um, you send out these gamma wave frequencies. These are the higher energy frequencies that change the picture quality of reality. And they found this in meditation research as well, um, that it only takes 1% of humanity to emit these gamma wave frequencies to change 99%. So all you 99% are just reacting to that 1%. That's how powerful consciousness is. So no one has any power over you. Interesting, man. It Let's get really... to the aliens, my love. <laughs> so, so, you know, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, they talk about how we, uh, you know, we live many lives. And this is like, um, uh, I don't know, a prison realm or almost where we're down to learn different things and another, which might not be the exact description, but do you believe this is like we live multiple lives to learn? Le I mean, you said that kind of earlier, but is that what basically we're talking about here? And, and if you don't do it right, you can actually regress into a lower life form and stuff like that. Well, so the Buddhist, the Buddhist perspective is that um, you are experiencing physicality for your own personal reasons. And sometimes some people come back with the same soul group to fix uh, and do over experiences they want to correct, kind of right a wrong. Um, and, so the, and so they will come back in another lifetime and maybe switch roles or switch um, different factors out of life to try to address some, something. But there are plenty of people who come just to experience um, just what this incarnation is and kind of have fun. There are plenty of souls that come here just to tour Earth and go and eat all the great food and go and see all the great islands and just have fun. And hook up and that's with our their... chicks, right? That's the big <laughs> thing. That Anunnaki came and, and hooked up with our chicks, right? And Earth stuff women like... are very beautiful. Yeah, they um, are. Have you and... been to any higher realms? In your meditation, uh, any of that? Have you talked to the the interdimensional beings at all? Have you ever had any kind? Whoa, you did. What is that conversation like? I'm talking to you. Let's talk to anybody else. So let me get to that. Okay, so we have established that in order to get to the frequency 
that you can communicate with beings of higher energy, which many other aliens um, are. You have to have your awakening. I know this is a big game. And work on your ascension. You have to be a higher calibrating consciousness. Okay. Um, and you can actually look at the map of consciousness from Dr. David R. Hawkins. He actually gives a really great um, research on how to level up your consciousness. But um, one of the basic foundations is to be integrous. If you have integrity in your life, um, then you will naturally um, align yourself with things that are more positive and um, you are a good barometer for, you know, manifesting um, better experiences. So anyways, you have your awakening, you have your ascension, you raise your frequency. So here's the thing with the golden age of humanity that we'll be trying to get to. Um, the golden age of humanity is we've crossed over into the fifth dimension. Those energies are coming in strong and they're not coming in small bits anymore. They're coming in in leaps because earth is moving into a parallel reality in the fifth dimension and people of the fifth dimension radiate at a much higher frequencies. Remember they've all worked on the repressed issues. These, these, these have been worked on. They know how they're conscious creators. They know how to play the game a little bit better. So anyways, um, when you get to those higher frequencies, then you can finally communicate with beings of higher frequency. And um, this is where star seeds come in. And we want to talk about star seeds. Earth, like I said, Earth is moving further and further into the fifth dimension. And you can tell this in science, moving further and further into the higher energies of the fifth dimension through the Schumann resonance. And um, when people have their awakening and they're working on their ascension to be more integrous and living at a higher frequency, then they're going to be at the energy level that they are able to communicate with beings of higher energy. And those beings of higher energy are what we call aliens. Okay. Now, before we could talk to aliens and have that golden age of humanity in in interstellar commerce with other beings of the multiverse and multiple universes, um, we have to, again, work on awakening and ascension. But what, what is going on is, and Buddhists know this for a very long time as well. The universe, like I said, exists in everyone. And it's not going to tell you what to do because then it won't really learn a lot about itself. It's going to let you kind of figure out. But you have lots of help. We are, we're entering the fifth dimension, you've been telling us. And in the people in the fifth dimension are of a higher frequency and a higher understanding of the universe. Is that correct? And yes. star seeds are kind of, what do, what do they all represent? So here's, and like I said, when I do my research for my Buddhist mandalas book, I actually, one of um, the research that I go into is energy healing. And I'm familiar with Riki from the Buddhist monk um, of Japan who discovered and, you know, pioneered the Reiki energy healing. I'm familiar with Qigong. I'm familiar with the Eastern energy healing modalities, um, which uh, I'm putting in my second Buddhist mandalas book. But I came across um, a lot of different uh, new modalities in the West as well. 
And the one that I ended up settling and using for my private practice um, is QHHT. It is called Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. And it was developed from a hypnotherapist and author, Dolores Cannon. Um, she's passed now, but she spent 40 years developing and using this technique, and she's written many books about it. And so I use that technique because of one thing. It allows me the opportunity through the regressions that I facilitate for my clients um, it provides me the opportunity to talk to the oversoul directly. So I talk to the universal one mind directly wow. about the journey of that client and what they're working on. And, um, and it's the same consciousness in everybody. I have the same conversation. I pick up from the same, same part from everybody. And actually the reason why I'm doing the kind of is because um, about six months ago, Archangel Metatron started squatting in on my hypnosis sessions Hold to try on. to get me into Hold these things because on. I did not want to be on the limelight. What I did you want just to be say? Seen. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't mean to cut you off because you kind of. Did you just say the Archangel Megatron? Metatron. 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 Not, not Metatron. Transformers. <laughs> Who is Metatron? Metatron. Um, Metatron is actually, he's actually in the book Buddhist Mandalas. Metatron is um, an archangel. And um, in is that the good world, guy or bad guy? Oh, he's a very good guy. He's actually one of the only archangels that we know of um, so far that actually incarnated as a human being once. Uh, maybe a couple of times. But, um, but there's reference of, of Metatron um, in Islam. His, his name was Mitradish, I think it was. Um, there's reference of him in Jude, Jude, um, Jewish. Judaism. Um, yep, Judaism. Yep. Uh, Metatron is in that. Um, he was also referred to as Ezekiel in the Bible as well. Oh so God. Metatron is an archangel. And he he's popular for Metatron's cube which is sacred geometry and it sacred geometry, which is like Buddhist mandalas is typically referred to as Metatron because in, in the Bible, Ezekiel, when he had his awakening and ascension and revelation, he saw all of these sacred symbols. And so he would typically show everybody these sacred symbols with these philosophies through the, through the study of sacred geometry. And so that's why sacred geometry is typically referred to as Metatron's Q. But Metatron Q. Metatron's Q. Q. Merkaba. Yeah. Ah. All right. So it's all in Buddhist people. Study sacred geometry. You rewire your consciousness. Um, but anyways, so... About six months ago, Metatron started squatting in on my QHHT sessions, which is funny because I was sitting there arguing with him um, through my client <laughs> about. This is nuts. This is nuts. This is nuts. This is the craziest, uh, the cool, the most incredible episode. I'm just blown away by how good this episode is. And 
you really are amazing. And it's just, I'm sorry that the connection's so crazy. I mean, it's just nuts, but man, I've learned so much in this. <laughs> we haven't even got to star <laughs> I know it's so crazy, but just the internet's just going nuts right now. Maybe we could do a set up a uh, part two sooner than later. And I yeah. can uh, do it off of a, a, a stream yard or something like that. YouTube live. I've done YouTube live. Mm. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you guys figure out the technology. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is so good. Now, so real quick, because I know as soon as we start talking about this, you're going to chop up. You were saying that I, you could break me down in two seconds in terms of like, <laughs> but dude, I, I'm a good person, but I, I, I use this conspiracy as something. You don't have to break me down, but what are your thoughts? What were you saying about well, that? Let's. That's, well, you know, that, that might be for the, the spirit, sh- the zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The zero. Because that, that can go into a whole nother tangent where we just talk about the uh, applying the Four Noble Truths Eightfold Path to manifest your personal. I'm all about personal- that action. I'm all about that. Yeah, because that will manifest your personal Mandela effect. So, uh, you know, that can be. All right. But let's get back to the star seeds. Okay, we- star seeds. Let's this hear Let's get back to the star seeds mission on okay. planet Earth. And how okay. they factor into the and Jesus was the star seed, and what what are their roles? Okay, so like I said, um, the prime directive is actually a real thing. Like you can't mess with. Oh, you mean from creature- Star Trek? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, like Star Trek. It's actually a real thing. The universal one mind in everybody does not want you to alter people's pre-life planning for their own spiritual evolution. So you can't just go in and just start telling them what to do. It's like, you don't go into a kindergarten class and say, okay, kids, we're going to start reading. And they're like, what? I'm still trying to figure out how to play blocks. Oh. So you can't just go. So that's, that's a thing with the universe. And you can try, and the universe will just make it not happen. Like, you're not going to get there. A car accident is going to happen. Something's, you're going to accidentally trip. It's not going to happen. So. It's a real thing. And Buddhists know this as well. So, um, you know, we have to respect everybody's incarnation. It's part of their journey. Let them have their, their fall so they can get themselves back up and, um, and learn from that um, and, and grow from that. So it's a real thing. So these higher beings um, want to communicate with humanity so much but there were a couple things that are preventing that from happening one most of humanity is at a low energy and they are a higher energy so energy does not match okay so you have to get to your awakening and raise your um your energetic frequency up the different levels of consciousness to to can communicate their energy level because you need a higher they have a more um, solid Merkaba. Okay, So we have that level consciousness, that energy level. And most of humanity is not there. Um, thank goodness for the 1%. So um, we have to get there. And so in order to get there, what they decided to do in the spirit world is they decided to send, um, in Buddhism, we call them the Toku children, um, which are very, very old souls to be born into the game so they can play and change the game from within the game. Oh my God. 
That makes sense now. Okay, that's why you never see aliens come in and do anything. They can't. It's the prime directive. The universe. Who the made universe that rule though? Who made the rule? Who said they couldn't do that? Just the universe was like, nah. The not universe. Good. The universe is like you or me, and I want to see this creation grow on its own through its own trials. Yeah, own that's trials. just the rules of the realm, right? It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can't go in there and just tell them what to do. They have to discover it themselves. Oh man. That's the game. That's the game. So people like Buddha, uh, Jesus, Martin Luther King, you know, all these people are born to show us how to change our, you know, some people, well, some people are going to go Martin Luther King with CIA, but you know, it's like, um, Martin Luther King's, um, friend during the civil rights movement and mentor was, um, the Vietnamese monk, Buddhist monk, Tic Tac Nock. Tic Tac Nock? Yeah, when he was younger. Oh. Okay. And, that, and no, these are, these are star seeds that have come to help us with the game? So, Toku children in Buddhism, it's just, it's just another word for star seed. It's basically really old souls that have come into the game with certain knowledge from the other side to bring with them. And in their life, they need to have their awakening and work on their ascension so that they can um, bring out that information that they had stored inside and brought with them. So, ah. uh, and, and make it and, you know, share it with everybody else. And through sharing their gift that they brought from the other side, um, they help everybody kind of raise their consciousness and, you know, raise their, their experience, kind of raise everybody into a better reality. Okay. It's like so, unlocking things in video games. Like you, yes, you have to earn something. Yes. They earn something, then they unlock this knowledge, yes. and then they give it to the universe. Oh yes. Oh, my God. That's so, and this is all in Buddhism? Yes. Wow. Um, wow. We're just big programmers. We're big programmers. So, anyways, what I said earlier about being a quantum healing hypnosis technique practitioner which there's are many great practitioners across the country and the world that you can find through the dolores cannon um, dot com website um i practice here in my seaside home in seattle and the clients that i get typically are star seeds or toku children what Hold uh, on. they when- go see you they, yeah, they, they usually, I don't really advertise. They usually find me through my website, the YouTube channel. I've had people go, I asked them, how did you find me? And they said, well, I went to the registry. I looked in my state. I just closed my eyes and I hit you. And it happened to be, you were the one that I ran, that my computer hit on. And you were the only one that lived closest to me randomly. I've had um, people, I've had some Somebody's mother called me to try to get a session for her son. And I said, how did you find me? And she said, well, I just, you know, looked around. And I just picked you for some reason. I liked your name. I picked you. Uh, my angels told me to, to click on it. So she clicked on it. She called me. And of everyone in Washington State on the registry, I was the only one, and it was nowhere in my profile, I was the only one who grew up in the town in which her son lives right now. Wow. 
I mean, there's so many of that stuff. I've had customers say I was on Facebook, I my computer crashed, I turned it on, all of a sudden one of your blog articles were up. So I went down that rabbit hole, and that's how I came across you. Wow. So, um, and, and, and so people's angels, their spirit guides are sending them over to help them get to their awakening and ascension. We all um, have spirit guides? Yeah, everybody has spirit guides. That they're they're helping us get to where we gotta go. If you're in the if you're in the position and ready to to work with them, some people just wow. don't want to. So, anyways, a lot of my a lot of my clients who reach out to me for a hypnosis session, um, that's how they typically find me. But then also, those are typically um, you know really old souls that are came here to be part of the ascension process of earth and help move in further into the fifth dimension parallel reality. Um, I also get people who are typically star seeds and typically the star seeds is interesting. I've had customers who I have regressed and one of their lifetimes were, they were um, a quote, quote alien in another lifetime. And it's shown to them um, that they chose to be part of this experience and come and incarnate as a human being to help in this time to, for the transition to becoming a galactic really? um, golden age of humanity. Now, the thing is, they don't have any memory because they have to play the game like everybody else. So they have no memory of their past lives as Pleiadians, as elementals, as fairies, as um, Arcturians, as Andromedans, or anything else like that. But under hypnosis, I get, um, and I don't, I don't suggest anything. I just ask questions and they, and I, I have some of those recordings on my YouTube channel as well. Um, the ones that allow me to put it up there. But they reveal this information, and then afterward, I go and I fact-check some of the material, and a lot of the scientific information is accurate. <laughs> yeah, I've had a client who was a the ring of, she was elemental, she was the ring of Saturn, and she, I asked her, what does it sound like to be a ring of Saturn? And she made this very unique kind of humming sound, like, mm. and afterward, I went and about six or eight months before that, NASA had just recorded the first sound of what the ring of Saturn sounds like. Yep. And it's that sound. And this is a 60-year-old woman who is not interested in science. I, um, I have had um, somebody who was a Pleiadian in another lifetime incarnate here. What's a Pleiadian? From the Pleiades. What is that? So it's somebody who, these are star seeds, who had a previous life in another planet, another solar system. They're what you would call aliens. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing with um, all these star seeds. Um, And sometimes their star star seed families will send them over to me to get a QHHT session. Okay, so I've had a client who he was an explorer um, in another lifetime of the different galaxies and kind of a, a loner guy. And he had explored a planet where the beings were these gold energy beings. And weeks before that, I had a dream of these gold energy beings in my room 
checking to make sure I was the right person. And I woke up and immediately and ran in the hallway to see who that was because I'm very um, conscious in my dreams. So, and there was nobody there. So I thought, well, that was so, that was the most interesting lucid dream. And a couple of weeks later, this guy came in and one of his lifetimes, he had ran across these beings and they wanted to help him out um, with this lifetime um, because his struggle was to try to understand people. He didn't really understand the concept of relationships and why people are the way they are, why are they so mean, all these different things that we do to each other makes absolutely no sense for him because he's an explorer that explores all these different types of creations, um, kind of like Star Trek. So the concept of the 3D reality and 3D humans is just very foreign to him. So these gold beings sent him to me to get a regression so that he can um, uncover remember the issues from? in what's that to remember where he's from and to who remember he is? where yeah to remember why he's here to remember his previous lifetimes and what how that plays into this lifetime to help him get to his awakening and ascension um, and to kind of give him guidance directly from the Oversoul, the universal one mind, uh, as to how he can move forward in his life most out of this experience. I love it. So, real quick, I so, want to ask you something. Um, what tips do you have for people to help them on their awakening and their ascension so they can enjoy the 5D life? Because I'm all yeah. about that 5D life. <laughs> we could do a whole radio show on just the 5D life. I will say this about the star seeds, uh, just really quickly. Star seed souls are what you would call alien souls, okay? But we're all aliens. We have all had experiences in the spirit world, in different planets, in different dimensions, in different parallel realities. We just don't remember it, okay? But star seeds, I've had clients who reach out to me and say, I have this weird light language that I need to know about. I don't know why. I come from a very religious family. And, um, and through hypnosis, all this information comes through. It's like they're talking a foreign language that they didn't know about. And now all of a sudden, through hypnosis, they, are, they understand the foreign language. And how, what that comes into play is when humanity gets to the point that they are a higher frequency and they can finally interact with different aliens in the physical, um, these star seeds who have awakened and gone their ascension and are bringing forth their gifts, these are what you would call ambassadors to different alien beings. So if we get to a point where we're interacting with a species that speaks in a certain tone or language, they had already um, have one of them that know their language incarnate as one of us and oh. that person had to go through their awakening and ascension to get to the level to be able to get to that reality to talk to them and then when we make that connection um that person their life knowledge of this weird foreign light language or sound language now comes into play because all that dialect 
they've been speaking that sounds like gibberish is actually an alien language that they brought forth with them in their incarnation. So they are ambassadors between Earth people and these different alien planets. And that's the transition into the golden age that brings humanity into an interstellar future. Wow. And there's so much more about that. I can go on with these different stories. Dude, I, I could talk to you all day. I mean, it <laughs> is unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. I can't so, wait to get you on my uh, my new podcast. It's going to be unbelievable. But do you have, have any would you have have any tips for yes, people? Yes, I do. I do. And, and we can get more into these tips to get people. Is it, that's the good stuff. And that's like down the road. Listen. You're going to be on the show a ton of times, so oh, don't sure, worry about that. Sure. We haven't even talked about Bigfoot or anything else like that. Oh, so. my God. You're, now, is your husband into all this stuff that you're talking about? Is he really into interdimensional aliens, Bigfoot, you know, space Jesus? Like, is, is he into all that stuff? Because I think it's wonderful. Space Jesus. Um, yeah, yes. Yes, Yeshua, you know, my husband has very traditional families and friends and this is a little bit too far out for them sometimes <laughs> and so he's like can you just not get, just just don't mention Ye- yeshua was a buddhist monk okay you can just, they're just gonna just don't ruin the cocktail party i'm like okay sure no problem um but he he knows about this and sometimes you know i will have a client he'll ask so what happened and i'll and he's like oh okay and sometimes i'll tell him in the morning he said listen i just woke up i don't need calculus in the morning <laughs> okay so, but he um but you know m- my husband has seen enough weird things around my work um, that he doesn't question it anymore. He just kind of goes along with it. So I you know, love it. I yeah. Love so he'll it. he'll just be, we'll we'll be broken down the side of the road, and I'll say, "Oh, oh, I, let's stop here. I want to go to the bathroom." And then somebody will have exactly what we need to fix the car sitting right there. Oh, wow. on sale and they're like oh, i am perfect. all about learning this i'm gonna get it's your synch- books what are your books one more time um okay so the books are um buddhist guide to manifest parallel realities yes using the four noble truths and eightfold paths in the age of consciousness and then the other one um this one, that, that one, again, is to kind of help you work on your abundance blocks to address your repressed issues that's holding down your energy and keeping you into that third dimension. Um, the other book is Buddhist Mandalas, Explore Parallel Realities with Sacred Geometry. And that one is a good framework for rewiring your consciousness to a fifth dimensional level. Um, through the study of sacred geometry or Metatron's cube. Um, so you can find those on Amazon. Just look up Von Galt and you will find those two books and all my other books as well. How many do but, you have books about brides? I do. I'm actually a wedding florist <laughs> <laughs> on the side. Like, Who is this brides? What are we talking about here? I'm like, oh, there we go. It's yeah, like- yeah. I'm a wedding florist um, on the side. So I take a couple. I've done over 100 weddings and I do. It's my art, too. It's my meditation. I love yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Make- no more with that. Make that paper. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I like to make bridal bouquets. Um, and so I make them and then I drop them off at the wedding venues. And I love 
hearing everybody's stories, how they fell in love and, you know, and everything else. But I wanted to answer your questions for everybody who's like, okay, so how do I get to my session? How do I get to my awakening? What are some quick little tips that you can give, um, you know, to work towards that? Because it's a process. Um, so some takeaways for everyone who wants to learn to, or who wants to live and love living in the energy of the fifth dimension, there's a couple of basic things um, that you can start off with. First, list the issues that you have, the issues that keep coming up in your life. So if you keep having a, a crappy boyfriend, girlfriend, if you keep going to bad jobs, your car keeps breaking down all the time, whatever these issues are, what are the issues that you have with life? Write those down. And then, um, look at your issues and see if you're looking at it at it because of conditioning are is your perception of something based on conditioning that you just automatically inherited from your parents from your you know, your culture from your race okay because if if that is probably not a belief system you probably don't believe that about other people okay so look at your conditioning um, and, and there's a lot of conditioning in religions as well. And, not, and religions aren't bad. They just need to be um, updated. So um, go through your list of issues and see if some of, some of that stuff is conditioning. And if it is, let that go. It doesn't serve you. Okay, you don't need to take on your grandparents' racist beliefs. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. You're still going to be part of the family, okay, if, you're, if you turn into a hippie. It's okay. Um, the second thing is list all the people that piss you off, okay? All the people who wrong you, all right? Because um, you have anger about them and those issues that are holding down your energy. And, and let go of the anger, that you have, that they did that to you, okay? Just let go of the anger. The anger is um, lowering your frequency. It's holding you into third dimension, um, and it's preventing you from going to that um, galactic future. Another one is really easy to take away is to meditate, okay? And I'm going to demystify meditation. Meditation is anything that gets you to stop thinking um, about stuff, that monkey mind that's constantly thinking. When you get into a meditative state, whether the meditation is through making music, through art, through gardening, um, when you're doing those things that you love or just hiking in the woods for, and exercising for some people, when you're doing those things, you're not thinking about all the things that you have to do, okay? You're just thinking, like, like I paint sometimes. So when I paint, I just think, uh, red, blue. I'm not thinking about all these different things that's going on in my mind. That's meditation. That's the frequency that you want to get into. Um, and another way to 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 send out that high energy of alpha or gamma waves if you get to that point is to be grateful and they found this in in meditation research that um you know you had a bunch of monks and nuns who are meditating and reaching these high gamma wave frequencies that change their reality and then you can have regular people list and be grateful for things and silver linings in their life. And they also radiate at gamma wave frequency. 
So if you make a list of the things that you're grateful for and see the silver linings and things, that can change your frequency as well. I couldn't agree more. It's just so interesting listening to you saying all this stuff because this is everything that is being taught to people in AA. This is all the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and, and 12-step programs. What you are talking about right now mm-hmm. is everything that they teach people to deal with their drinking, drugs, and sex addiction. It's, it really is amazing because it's sold as a Christian, as a Christian um, uh, belief system. But in reality, it seems to be ancient knowledge and ancient spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is just to um, enjoy nature. Get out in nature. Okay. Get out of the cement block cities that you're in. Okay. Well, because that magnet of nature is going to connect and you're going to transition to the fifth dimensional energy that's coming further into our reality in bucket loads much, much easier if you just um, are a little bit more. Um, respectful and tuning in with the energy of nature. So go for those walks, take your family, and your dogs, go for walks whenever you can, you know, get out of, I mean, if you live in an area, you can't see a tree, you're really disconnected. So, you know, yes. try to try to get out there into nature um, and connect with the magnetic of the earth. It's going to be, it's going to help you kind of clear your mind and clear your energy. So those are a couple quick, quick takeaways. Um, but we could do something on all of that in a different show, but those are a couple quick takeaways that could help of this um i know we didn't really get into a lot of the other alien stuff no (laughs) you are going to get booked right back we just gotta figure out the internet connection situation so this doesn't happen on the next one but overall the episode is mind-blowingly awesome (laughs) uh you are always welcome back i feel like i know you and i would love to have more conversations about this because these conversations I want people to hear because it gives hope to what oh, is going yes, on. Oh yes, definitely. Um, I will say I will say this: when I do my regressions um, for my private hypnosis practice at from my my home, like right here, um, I always get the same message from the oversoul, the universal one mind in everybody. And so I put it into these couple phrases that I like to end everything with. And this is from the universal one mind that is inside everyone equally. And what the Oversoul wants everyone to know, okay, no matter your incarnation, where you are in the world, whether you were born rich, poor, black, white, whatever, you know, handicapped, not handicapped, boy or girl, whatever incarnation you came into this reality as. the Oversoul wants everyone to know that you've always been enough. Okay? Use the gifts and the resources all around you to create a life that you want to experience. A life full of joy and love. And the spirit world will nudge you along through synchronicity. Okay? You can do it. Man, I needed to hear that. And Vaughn, for whatever reason, you came into my life and the powers that be 
canceled those other shows and you were able to come <laughs> on and I, 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 you know, we're going to clean this up and I, I'm, we're going to put it out and people are going to love it. And I'm so thankful that you came on. I'm so, I literally just bought your book while <laughs> we were talking. So it's being sent to me. I'm super excited to not only read your book, but talk to you more. And, uh, you know, you're a special person and I'm oh, very thank thankful. You. So a uh, real quick Vaughn, uh, because I got to go pee really bad to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, can you please tell them where they can find you? Yes, yeah, so you can find everything on my website, MerkabaChakras.com. So M-E-R. Can you email me that and I'll make sure to put it? Yeah, I think I already emailed so it to you. Yeah, but MerkabaChakras.com. And then you can also find me on MerkabaChakras, Q-H-H-T on YouTube as well. But that website will have all the information there for you. So you can go down the rabbit hole. Uh, can you spell it for them, for those who are yelling yes. at me about you stopping you from spelling it? I can already hear it. Well, dude, let her spell it. I won't find it. Is it the Jewish version or is it the Hindu uh, version? Um, M-E-R-K-A-B-A chakras, like your seven chakras, C-H-A-K-R-A-S dot com. So Merkaba chakras dot com. On. Thank you so much for coming on. You have uh, blessed us with some wonderful knowledge and some hope in these very dark, crazy times. If people can take a step back and be like, it's just all a game. It's all a game. Don't get caught in stories. And remember, not everybody is fit to go to the fifth dimension. They don't want to. So, and that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with the third dimension. There's nothing wrong with third dimension. We're all living different parallel realities and it's okay to explore it the way you want. Um, and then the other thing is these are come up so that you can work on them and resolve them and get to the good stuff. So. All right, Vaughn. Bon. I, Vaughn, I, I, bon, I know I just met you, but I can tell you, I love you very much. I Aww, appreciate you, you. Uh, coming on. You have great energy. Johnny, thank you so much for this. And, you know, Johnny's going to clean up and make us all look good. And uh, thank you, Vaughn. And I will get you a date on the Zero podcast very yeah. soon. And I'm looking forward to this conversation, sister. Yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, thank your husband for watching your kids for us so you can join <laughs> us today. And we will all see you soon, okay? Thank you so much. Take care.